This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Okay, so a warm welcome to our guest this hour, engineer Hassan Omar, the chairman of Dubai Quality Group. First of all, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, Natalie, thank you very much for hosting me and hosting Dubai Quality Group. So one of the things you've done quite recently, um, Hassan, is handed out lots of prizes at the UAE Ideas Awards. We're going to come to those in a few minutes' time. But first of all, I want to focus in on Dubai Quality Group. And for people who perhaps aren't aware of what you guys do, can you give us a brief outline? Yeah, definitely. Um, Dubai Quality Group is a 25-year-old organization. We'll be celebrating the 25th anniversary um, at the end of this year. Um, we're mainly to promote quality. So anything that has to do with ISOs, with quality systems, uh, with improvements, you come to Dubai Quality Group. Anything that is new, a new concept in the field of quality, you come to Dubai Quality Group. We have about uh, 200 uh, corporate members, so that you're talking about 200,000 roughly wow. members, uh, UAE and GCC. Okay, so Dubai Quality Group, um, it's an organization that's open to all. I think sometimes people can be a bit confused about who you deal with. Is it for Emiratis? Is it for anyone? And, and this is something that you've opened up. It's for all walks of life. As I said, 25 years, we have different types of memberships. You could be a corporate member. You could also be an individual member as well. Okay, so one of the other hats you wear, so to speak, is as um, COO, Chief Operating Officer of the Dubai Cable Company. Yes. Now, congratulations on 40 years. Thank you. Thank you very all. much. Um, that's very impressive. So you know, you know what it takes to, to have longevity in, in, in industries. So how do you combine those two roles? Because in, an, in themselves, they're quite demanding and taxing. Well, I think they're related Um To have sustainability, um, I think you need uh, a robust quality system. I think one of the things we were mentioning earlier about um, licenses, for instance, business ideas. Um, and this is uh, something that we're discussing in the uh, award itself, was the sustainability of these licenses, the lifespan of these licenses. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're talking about 40 years sustainability. It's You could have an idea, you could have a license generated every how many license, but... You have to understand, are they sustainable licenses? And, and this is where uh, we come in as uh, Ideas UAE um, to talk about the, the basics. Okay, so let, let's go to the Ideas Awards, um, the UAE Ideas Awards, something that you've recently handed out. But just tell us, first of all, about the awards themselves. They're open to Emiratis and expats. There's lots of categories. Um, and I guess for you as a group, it's a, it's a really important part of what you do. Yes, uh, this is the eighth um, year we're running this award. Um, we concentrate on uh, business idea, different verticals. Also, um, it's basically a platform. It's a platform to celebrate creativity, to uh, uh, celebrate innovation, talent, local talent also, and also to promote um, Arabic language. Um, which I believe, and, and UAE heritage, which I believe all of the innovation and, and heritage is one of the key strategic uh, pillars of uh, UAE. I would be very open if you can find me a, a, some kind of technological support, some kind of app or AI that can help me learn Arabic because I've really, every time I've tried, I've really <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> so if you, any tips, I'm honestly willing to try anything at this stage. So let's look a little bit closely at the, the Idea Awards. So you have awards for um, promoting um, uh, inventions. And I guess in Dubai, we have a real focus on future technology, AI. We are 
you know, smart technology, smart governments. We're trying to streamline things. And I think it's really interesting that you um, see inventions as, a, as quite a significant um, area. Yes, definitely. Um, th- this is one of the key. It, it's all summarized under Industry Form 4.0. And um, this is one of the key pillars of the strategy of not only Dubai, but the UAE. Um, One of the key things we're concentrating here in the award itself is about digitalization. We have lots of ideas that are concerned about automation and digitalization. Um, For instance, some of the ideas we're talking about are um, alarms, for instance, by... um, uh, Diwa, for instance, they have a new system now that if your consumption goes above in terms of water consumption, an alarm comes to you, so you control the consumption. And that by itself, they, I think since they started this initiative, they saved about uh, 280 million gallons of water. This is wow. in the field of the environment itself. You have other yeah. areas also, like the um, uh, General Director of Residency and Foreign Affairs. They had an idea f- to issue permits, uh, and you're talking... Uh, reductions from hours into uh, seconds. Wow. That's the state. That That's the level of uh, automation that is taking place. You have also digitalization and automation in, in other areas. For instance, um, when you come to heritage, for instance, you have um, American University of Ras al-Khaimah. They came up with an idea to digitalize and document all of these, about six old historical houses in Ras al-Khaimah. Wow. So that they can preserve it for the future and, and, and have all the documents around it digitally. So it's like a digital footprint of these buildings. Amazing. So you're serving in, um, um, uh, digitalization plus you're preserving the heritage as well. So I guess the standard was really high for the winners. Any particular winners uh, of the awards that really stuck, stuck out, stuck with you? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the winners were in different categories. We honored about nine entities uh, overall. Um, a few that I could, I mean, uh, that impressed me really was one, uh, an initiative by Dubai police where they were okay. accrediting Arabic speakers, uh, inmates to teach Arabic to non-Arabic uh, speakers. You know, the, the, the beauty of it is that it's, it, 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 uh, first of all, you know, the effect of teaching and behavior. Yeah. So this is something very positive. And, and as well, you're promoting the Arabic language. That was a good um, uh, initiative. Um Another was by Ministry of Health, an initiative. Actually, they have a patent on this in the States. Wow. And it's about uh, diagnostics and asthma through, I think, uh, liquid samples. Interesting. Yeah. Another initiative also by the, uh, I think, uh, Ministry of uh, Health also was about um, um streamlining and um, nursing resources. For instance, um, they were matching the uh, the experiences of the nurses with the level of care and uh, that were required by the um, patients. So that by itself generated more, more than uh, 22 million savings by itself. Wow. Yes. So some of the people that entered the awards then, they have um, a successful product or concept that, that, that is there and they can prove that they've got something great. I guess some of the winners, though, had to, you know, show the judges that this was a great idea and they tested the idea, which is what we're kind of talking about today, testing the idea. So some of them, like you mentioned, um, the, the test for asthma, it's, it's tangible. You can see that they have a patent, there's a product. But there are other things, I guess, people were trying to impress you and they were saying, if 
if we get to do this, this is how it would work, <laughs> which is a slightly different concept, right? <laughs> well, the, 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 this is taken care of in the award. Uh, for instance, we have um, a panel that are looking into this. Plus, there's a, a judging panel on top of the panel itself. One of the criteria that we look at, there are about six criteria. One of them is about the feasibility of study of the idea. You see, the thing is, um, many think that just because it's digital, it's going to be successful. They don't realize that digitalization by itself is not the end, it's a mean. So the core question you have to ask yourself is, um, does this idea add value? What is the value proposition of that idea to the end customer? So you have to then recognize your customers, you have to recognize the, 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 the environment, etc., and you have to come up with a model. And the good thing about digitalization is that instead of building the full physical model of something, you can build a virtual model of something and test it out in a pilot separately. So this is one of the things that we are discussing now is having um, a copy of the model in a virtual format so that you could test it out. Yeah, but testing the, the idea if you want to start a business, set up a company is something that we talk about often on the show and everybody's got different suggestions and I'd be keen to hear from you, um, you know, techniques or, or ideas you have for people in terms of testing their ideas. I would say most people listening to this program will think I've got at least one or two good business ideas, but how do we know if they really are any good as I mentioned earlier, just because everybody else, one of the things to watch out for is just because there's a trend everybody else is doing it, it doesn't mean that if you do that, it will be successful or sustainable. One way of testing it, as I said, a virtual copy of that idea in, in a smaller scale where you could test it out. And digitalization here is a tool, is an excellent tool that could test that. Another is you, you have to ask yourself about the value proposition why would somebody uh, buy from that business? What are the services you're offering? What is the uh, core product that you're offering into the market? And how do you differentiate it? How is it differentiated from everybody else? I mean, is it, does it provide different feature? Really? You have to really ask that. Is it coming at a lower, lower cost? Um, is it, what's the innovation in that idea? And that you can't find by yourself. You have to seek advice, actually, before jumping into that ideas. You have to think, for instance, um, 10, 10, way, 10 ways that that idea would fail, for instance. Think the opposite. Because you're so optimistic, you would just go on, and that could be an issue. So there are biases when taking these decisions. One bias could be familiarity bias, for instance, just because everybody else, as I mentioned, is, is, yeah. is doing it. Another is just because you like it or it's, it's, it's close to you, you, you wouldn't see uh, the totality of it. So one way is actually to understand that there are biases in decision making here. And one way is to ask yourself, well, how could it fail in 10 ways? Then you would think of solutions, how to convert those failures into, into uh, successes, for instance. Okay, so I guess a lot of people, early stage of an idea or concept might go to their friends and family or maybe someone they're, they're, they're comfortable with, a, a, you know, a mentor. And they all say, look, this is a great idea. You should put all of your money in. Mm -hmm. In fact, take some of mine and do it. Um, but we have to be a little bit cautious. There's a bias there, as I said. It's um, seeking advice from people who are very close to you who normally wouldn't want you to see you fail, or maybe they would just uh, flatter you, maybe. 
the right thing to do is to seek advice from different stakeholders. Family is one stakeholder, but then financial uh, um, uh, professionals, or the, the, you have to consider the, uh, speaking to bankers, you have to consider speaking to other entrepreneurs, you have to consider speaking to customers who might be the and who, who could who, who end up being the end users. So you need to look at the various stakeholders and seek their advice, not only from family. So stakeholder analysis is another thing that you would that might consider for that. And, and, and let's take this from the other way around. If someone, a friend of yours, family member says, look, you're in the business world. I've got this great idea. How do you break it to them that perhaps it's not the magical <laughs> idea that's going to make them their first million dirham? You have to be truthful. I mean, uh, the chances are, are known. Um, as I said, always start with lower risk, uh, small, yeah, and then see if you can scale it. Don't um, now. There are many techniques like crowdfunding. I think it will become um, viable at one point of time in the UAE. Uh, this is by seeking resources. Another would be what we used to do earlier: have a group of friends uh, come up and, and 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 do an idea. I mean, it's encouraged to now. The, the government is encouraging small businesses to rise up, etc. Yeah. So, um, but the idea is to minimize your risk. I mean, if something is it would require. X amount of money will think, can you do it in one tenth of that using digitalization? Okay, so one of the things you mentioned I thought was quite interesting was about starting small. Coming up on the program in a little while, we've got um, two young men, Yusuf and Ryan, who are coming in. They're the co-founders of Think Small, Think Smart, 17 and 16 years old. Mm. Um, and I, I guess they're taking what you've said, very literally, get a great idea, but but start small. Um, as you said, the financial outlay isn't going to be as big. The risk is also not going to be as high. Um, I guess that starting small, though, um, is people sometimes want to break out and start a business and have this big business already. And it does take a lot of behind the scenes effort to start small and then think about the next steps. Yes, our life is like that. I mean, we, we always take baby steps. I mean, we, <laughs> we don't we don't start by running. I mean, we, we learn and, 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 and we fail. But we know that not after the 10th fall, we don't stop. We just continue. And this is the idea behind um, starting small it will enable you to continue if you fail. If you start big, if you fail, you won't be able to continue the next phase to correct the failures. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes that makes absolute sense. If you've not put your whole home and life savings in there, there's more chance that you can wipe the slate clean and start something else. Mm. One of the things I did want to mention is, um, you know, they're coming in to talk about their business, Think Small, Think, think Smart. How... Um, how heartened are you by young people in the UAE at the moment and their ideas for entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship, um, all of these different kinds of things. We're seeing so many young people keen to get involved and do well. I'm impressed actually. They're, they're different than the earlier generation. Um, um, they, they, they are forward thinking and they do take steps and action. They don't just stop at the imagination and the dream stage. Actually, they're very keen on taking their ideas into realization. Um, this is one of the key differences that I am finding. It's interesting. Um, I guess when I went to school, I don't know about you, probably around the same time as me, <laughs> um, <laughs> there wasn't an option to be an entrepreneur in the careers 
test. There was no such choice. It wasn't like, do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a teacher? Um, do you want to be an engineer? Do you want to, well done, do you want to be, you know, the, the, all, the, all of these options? And I guess um, it, it's quite new, um, the idea of having a business. But you talk to young people today and they're innovative, they're excited. And having their own company is really, really a common um, idea and, and desire, which I just find fascinating. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, if you look at today's curriculums, I mean, um, you find now kids uh, coming up with business idea. I mean, slime business, for instance, yeah. that was going on for some time. Um, I had to pay a few dirhams to my daughter, I mean, five to buy it. But I mean, this is interesting. I mean, in, in, in my lifetime, I never come up with that when I was in school. No, no. It's um, it, it it's the the direction it's going is really really interesting. One of the um things I wanted to talk to you about is at Dubai Quality Group. You hold um conferences. Um, tell us why it's so important to get all of these people in one room, because you have lots of members, you have lots of diverse experiences, but you bring them together for like we've discussed the ideas conference. Um, why is it so important? The key is, um, first of all, uh, I talked about, it's about showcasing the talent. And I want the audiences to see that if they see an idea, if somebody sees an idea and he said, well, I could come up with something similar. Um, it's done in Arabic, this particular one. We have ideas Arabian, we have ideas UAE. If, if a young person is sitting in there and he sees the way an idea is coming up and being presented, this will be motivational for him. So it's very important to have these ideas presented uh, in, in, in a room. Another thing is the networking that is going to take place between and the discussions that will be taking place uh, among the audiences. Um, this is really, really key. And, and it's an integral part of the conference because we're talking about transfer, transferability of ideas, how ideas could be copied into other areas, or some ideas, aspects of ideas can be implemented in, in other segments. So it's important for it to be presented collectively. On that note, one of the subgroups um, you guys have is professional women. And that was something that interested me. I was having a look at the website this morning and... Um, I think it's it's great because you want to offer that support and foster women to continue to do well. And it's you, you're encouraging people to engage, not just when they're starting, but to continually engage with you guys. True, true. And and, and I'm, I'm very proud of the professional woman or the UAE women subgroup. Uh, it's, it, it's addressing uh, women at all segments, walks of life. Uh, housewives, we encourage them even to come up and start uh, th their businesses while they're at home using technology. And uh, I was in Fajera uh, a few weeks ago, I mean, and um, we had a group of students there. I was, um, you should have been in the audience and, and, and seeing the glitter in their eyes and, 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 and the excitement for them seeing about the possibilities that are really out there. We had actually role model women yeah. who were successful presenting uh, their uh, successes to them. Amazing, amazing. Yes. Um, I really want to thank you for your time. It's been real pleasure to talk to you this morning and learn a lot more about Dubai Quality Group. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for, to, uh, for hosting me and Dubai Quality Group. Engineer Hassan Omar is the chairman of the Dubai Quality Group. It's been a real pleasure to have that discussion on the show. This is Dubai I 103.8.